podcast as Howard Scromwell, and I'm talking to you from the training camps of Agile Framework Fight Night. Here, there are teams from Safe, Less, Fast, Agile, and Dad working out, preparing for the upcoming fight. We are on site at Fast Agile's training camp. Let's take a peek at how Crocodile Ron D takes his team through training. We've got tribes. Scrum masters? We don't need no stinking scrum masters. Product owners? We don't need any of those jokers. Tonight, it appears this will be a match of massive malevolence about how to scale Agile in stellar proportions of stupendous that you've never seen here ever before. Hey, can we get that guy out of here? I want to cue the podcast. Let's give this thing a listen. This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Pine. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, the main event, let's get ready to scale Agile. Come on, Dad. Let's go get him, Dad. This is more. This Come is on, more. Dad. This is You've been more. working really this hard. More. You've been working out every day. You're so disciplined, Dad. Let's go, Dad. Go in the this ring. Get him, more. Dad. This is more. This is more. Come this on, is more. Mom. You get in there and you beat him to a pulp, Mom. This is a continuing episode for the Agile Framework Fight Night series, Bout 2. This fight night was hosted in Seattle by Beyond Agile, a meetup that you can find at meetups.com. Like the first Agile Framework Fight Night, we brought together another winning panel of experts who really want to win and represent their framework. And the frameworks we have are... In the far corner, representing Discipline Agile Delivery, we have Ricardo Garcia, God of Doom. In the other corner, representing Fast Agile, we have Ron Quartel, Crocodile, Ron D. In the other side of the ring, surrounded by several million BTUs of air conditioning, is Team Safe, represented by Barry L. Smith, known to his fans as Barry the Blizzard. Safe, 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 safe. And in the other corner, an Astur part of the corner, is Team Less. And representing Less is Victor Grigit, the Simplifier. Less is more, less is more, less is more, less is more. 
And the moderation was done by yours truly, Lancer Kind, the Unkind. This is about a topic that's dear to our hearts. If you're, you know, work with a lot of teams and you're trying to do software development, there's some problems that come up when we try to move fast. So the question is, how does your team manage dependencies? Who would like to take that one? Well, I'm going to let everybody else go because, I mean, this is a slam dunk for safe. So I want to give you guys a chance first. <laughs> that was the blizzard. He's spoken. Unless we love dependencies. Let me start with that one. Yes. So um, uh, the thinking is exactly opposite. So what is in um, usually in an industry, but maybe also not entirely when I dig into the deal is what I mean. Uh, so uh, dependencies are good. Uh, we call them co collaboration and uh, coordination. So in order to uh, deliver a product, customer-centric product, uh, you have to have a certain cohesion. You have to make sure that things are consistent, etc. So, um, so dependencies are, are there for a reason. Um, and so you cannot just wish them away. But I guess that's, that's the thing which actually need, we probably agree upon. You cannot wish away dependencies. Now that's the question, so what is the issue with dependencies? So is it that we don't manage them, or is it the cost of dependencies? So in Lesser, the cost is the main thing. And so we uh, ensure that the cost of dependencies is as low as possible. But we uh, do that by um, two factors. One is the making sure that the uh, dependencies are syn synchronous as possible. So we avoid asynchronous dependency because that means a delay and time waste, etc. And as direct as possible, uh, which uh, implies a decentralization of coordination. Meaning, um, if one team uh, requires to get something done by, to talk to another team, uh, that team stands up, uh, somebody, and go and talk to another team now. So the system is, uh, or, uh, in lesson framework, is arranged in such a way to stimulate these two aspects, so that uh, dependencies are synchronous as much as possible, and they are uh, as direct as much as possible. So this means that um, anybody outside of the team shouldn't be managing dependencies. So not product owner, not scrum master, not manager, nobody. The team manages dependencies. Less is more, less is more, less is more, less is more. Okay, anyone else want to talk about dependencies? Discipline Agile help you manage your dependencies in three main areas, okay, so it provides insight on how you improve the value creation structure of your team. These tend to have uh, people working on dependency items, being on the same team, and that is a big difference. So the second point is use minimum uh, business incre increments and MVP when it's appropriate. So working on smaller artifacts, it reduces uh, dependencies. So that's naturally by definition. Also working with a workflow improvement. So it particularly creates a lot of visibility that it enables different teams to collaborate easier and facilitate basically the right people working together at the right time because many of those dependencies you have the challenge that teams are working so many other things that get, 
getting everyone at the same time to deal with those uh, is uh, critical. So that helps you with that process in those uh, three areas. That was Dad of Doom. Who's next? I can go ahead. Bury the blizzard. Dean Leffingwell is fond of saying that there's no magic in SAFE except possibly for the mechanism of PI planning, program increment planning. SAFE's fundamental organizing principle is designed explicitly to draw out and manage dependencies among teams that work together. You know, I like the idea of allowing teams to sort of design around dependencies and perhaps, you know, bring them closer together over time. One of the challenges we have, though, is most large organizations that have achieved scale are rampant with dependencies at, at a level that no one can can actually visualize. So SAFE's prescription is to first organize and essentially uh, release trains that are working along lines of value. So you have perhaps 10 teams working together to deliver something of value to a customer segment. And when they do program increment planning together, one of the key artifacts is a program board wherein they, the teams themselves work to identify the dependencies they have across each other and make that an integral part of planning over the next, say, eight to 10 weeks, which is typical length for programming correct. Yes, we also encourage organizations to change over time to remove the asynchronous dependencies to allow teams to be more cross-functional and uh, to be able to deliver more themselves, which is why uh, DevOps is a key focus of allowing, allowing the release chain to work together. But fundamentally, Every roughly every quarter, we have all the teams in this release train get together and explicitly map out what they're trying to do and what the dependencies are so they can be aware of those and manage those between teams. And it's a fabulous solution. And I don't believe that any other framework really offers a concrete solution like SAFE. The blizzard drops the gauntlet. Anyone want to pick it up? Yeah, I'm itching to react to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ra Rascally, it's your turn, but you can decide. You can. This is my turn, uh, and I'm going to probably need my whole two minutes here, Paige. Okay. <laughs> for it. This is where Bath is really going to shine. And, uh, yeah, Barry didn't mention the, the famous string, like, from Safe. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're just the wrong color, Ron. <laughs> And Sorry, that's never gonna work. These things are so intuitive and simple. That I'm like, wow, why didn't we think of that before? So, uh, which kind of takes me to that that you're really going into classical, complicated ways of thinking. That we can think our way and plan our way out out of this quagmire. And there's a tool uh, called Jira Align, which manages dependencies. And just take a look at that too and look at all the stupid lines that it crosses over from one team to another. It's a freaking mess. And this is where this is the insanity that Agile has has taken itself to that we think we can manage our way out of that one. I've got a better solution for you. Let's let's leave the complicated world and move over to complex adaptive systems. So one one of the issues we have in, in classical scaled agile is silos that we're building these teams that are specialized and they're doing one thing and one thing only 
And so as soon as, you know, there, there's things that happen across teams, we now have, have dependencies because of these silos. Fast is not built on, on Scrum or Kanban. Fast is revolutionary. It, it's the next phase, I think. It's built on open space. So kind of you have to understand how, how an open space conference works. It, it's very much along those lines. It's a complex adaptive system. So in, in complexity, we let things emerge. The short answer of how, how fast tackles dependencies is they take care of themselves. And you're like, how do humans like take care of themselves? Oh, I've got two minutes. <laughs> right. So I'm going to give you some examples of how that how that takes care of themselves. So in fast teams dynamically form themselves around work. It's the opposite of all other agile methods, which have static teams that pull work or work gets assigned to them. In fast teams form around the work. So every uh, uh, we don't call it iteration; we call it a value cycle. We say, well, okay, what's the most sensible thing to work on in this value cycle? And we can think about dependencies there and choose things. But then, even if we, if we, even if there was some dependencies in there, so now like six teams are formed around six work items. Team one goes into into room number one. They're they're working on on item A. Team two goes into room number two, they're working on item B. The first thing that a fast team does is to work out how they're going to work and what they're going to do. So how they're going to work, are we going to work distributed, remote, from Starbucks, from Pages House? That's, we work that out. Um, and, and what are we going to do? So this is where we start tasking out and planning. So And, and now the story steward might say, you know what, I think we're going to clash with the other team. So what we do, we get up and we do people in interactions. Oh, do I got to wrap it up? People in interactions. So two teams actually start to talk, to, talk together. We get a whiteboard. We do a, a, an architectural diagram. We go, yeah, that's what we'll do. We take a photo and then we decide, all right, if we're going to do that, how should we separate it out? Maybe we merge into one large team. Maybe one team works on it and the other team just goes and picks up something else from the board. But that's an example of how self-organization determines what work should be done. So in, in uh, an open space conference, the right people have the right conversations at the right time. In fast, the right work happens by the right people at the right time. It's metaphysical, it's magic, and yet it works every time. Oh, thank that. you, Ron. Good. <laughs> because I, I tried the other day to go and look how I deal with dependencies using SAFE. And it took me a whole day trying to find out the best practice there. Did you run out of string? Or like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to take that shot at Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Are you new to Agile or Scrum? Looking for a fun way to pick up the knowledge to become an Agile team? Go get the novel, Agile Noir. A dramatic novel about a project manager who needs to transform his teams to become Agile because his life depends on it. This book is available in the US on Amazon. 
in India on Pathy.com. In China, it's available on my WeChat store. Links are in the show notes. This episode is just one of many of the Agile Framework Fight Night Bout 2 series. If you're like my friend Bob and you missed the first episode, go to the show archive by searching for Lancer Agile Thoughts Archive and you will find the start of the series at episode 155. In the next episode, the panelists fight over the following question. The question is, how do you know or decide when to add another team? Who would like to take that one? Yeah, I can. Uh, the short answer, not. Not. <laughs> yeah, because uh, in, uh, in uh, our trainings, the first statement almost that we make, the first option that you have is do not scale, do not add teams. Uh, the, the problem that we are solving in less is not uh, how to scale things up, uh, how to deal with the situation that you already overscaled, and uh, so how to descale the, the stuff. So if you start with um, should I add teams and when to decide when to add teams, the answer is do not add teams by definition and only in a specific, uh, quite exceptional cases you add teams.